understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Face podcast. I'm your girl, Jessica Hurley, and we are back for another solo episode, and this is some deep shit, so get ready. (laughs) Whether you have been here for a while or you're new to the Stranded Face and you are just ready to take it to the next level, step into that next version of yourself, or really embrace a bigger, brighter, like, version of yourself in 2022, I have been very clear, open, honest, and transparent about my journey over 2021. And I will say this is was by far, even amongst the pandemic, was by far one of the toughest years of my life. Um, I went through one of the biggest transformations and healing journeys I have ever been on, dug deep into some places that I didn't even know existed, and just endured a painful season. Um, not to neglect or say that anyone else's is less than the other, but this season the most painful one absolutely taught me the most. And I say all of that to say, because I want to address the last three months because I've been very vocal this entire year and the last three months, some things, I would say the last two, um, October, end of October, all of November and the beginning of December of 2021, I think I would venture to say have been the hardest, the hardest two months of the entire year of the last 12 months of my transformational journey. Now, one would think that at the end, it should get easier and it should get better. And trust me when I tell you it is, I have immaculate peace right now. But the thing that I just went through that really checked me and transformed my soul and required required a true shedding was the last two months. And so this episode that I really want to talk to you guys about is about how success does not silence the noise. 
Success cannot and will not silence the noise. And what I'm saying is noise is that those outside, those, those inner voices, that pain, the drama, the thing that is holding you hostage cannot be silenced via your success. Now, everybody knows this to be true. Majority of our lives, if, if you've done any work, any inner child healing work, we spend the majority of our lives running away, like running away from something that hurt us and running towards people that validate us. So there's something in our inner child that we are constantly on the run from. But success is not the solution to that. I'm not saying don't be successful. I'm saying from experience that one of the most painful things I had to learn is not feeling and not healing that pain, success can't get you there. You cannot suppress it. Some people can. They become temporary geniuses at it. But I swear that this is why people end up depressed on drugs and into even more awful things like suicide and and drug use because the pain that I felt that I was avoiding addressing, I thought I could just focus on my success. And let me be clear, you cannot win or work your way out of pain. You cannot win or work your way out of pain. You have to feel the feelings. They need to be moved, released. They need to be honored. They mean something. And the more you suppress them or try to lay shit on top of shit, basically, without releasing the pain and the anger, you are just creating a mountain of mess. You're literally piling shit on top of shit. I can't explain it, but an energy healer explained it to me as, Jessica, I don't care how many affirmations you do, how many positive journaling entries you do. You are trying to rewire your brain on top of anger and pain. So you are trying to rewire something that you haven't even released yet. You can't rewire it until you release it. You must release it and then you can begin rebuilding. You literally have a pile of bricks that you are trying to fix. You have to get rid of them and then you can rebuild and you have yet to release that because see guys thought I thought I had the audacity during all of this time to think I was healing because I was having moments where like beautiful amounts of peace were surfacing. I was doing the work and getting really excited about the way that I was processing information and Um, progressing. I was having moments where my life felt so beautiful and new and fresh. And I was like, this must be real healing because the level of work guys I've done, I can't even explain from hypnotists to energy healers, to intuitives, to spiritual um, people. You, you know it, I've shared it on the show. Like I've done some things, but I had a therapist explain it to me in the best way. She said, I'm, I'm so sorry to hurt you or tell you something you don't want to hear. And she said, but the last 10 months were just surface level shit. She said, what happened over the last two months was somebody pressed the fight or flight button in your body. Somebody pressed the red trigger button. Somebody went in there and pressed the button They pressed the button that ignited a whole series of emotions that are related to your inner child that have told you that you're not good enough, that you don't matter, that, that you are not the the one you are not, you are not lovable. 
someone went in and pressed that button. And so the last 10 months, sweetheart, while it was a good run, you didn't do enough work. That was surface level shit. Now the real work begins because somebody went in there and pressed your fight or fight or flight button. So if you've watched me over the last two months, I've been very open about um, being in, a, in an immense amount of pain. But what was more real for me, like I was actually learning to operate in that. I'll be honest. I was actually learning to just kind of like, you sit here, you put your seatbelt on and we go in for a ride because my day is going to continue either way. And I'm going to have moments where I'm going to have more moments than I do. I'm going to have more great, amazing, beautiful moments than I do actually focusing on this pain. So you just going to have to, you just going to have to ride shotgun and chill out. But what really started to affect me was the numbness, the coldness. I was finding myself towards the end, mid to end November, no beginning to mid November, really get beside myself. I did not know who I was. This is where I get into the, you cannot win or work your way out of pain because I was hitting some of my most achievable, like highest achievements, the accolades that I have prayed for, the things that I never thought I would do were coming one after another, after another. And when I tell y'all, I could not feel them. I was finally seeing the money in my business that I had prayed for. I was named podcaster of the year. I got to take my mother with me, who my mother and I in my 32 years of living have never been on a plane together before. I got to pay for her trip, bring her with me, let her sit in the audience and see me win an award and give give a um, acceptance speech. And I remember sitting at this award dinner and I could feel nothing. Plane ride back, my mom was like, this is, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you used your voice. Like you're helping so many people. I'm so proud of you. I remember sitting with my head on the seat in front of me, looking over at my mother while she said it and thinking, I can't feel any of this. I can, I cannot feel any of this. I was in the heaviest winning season of my life in November. And I could not feel it. I could not reward myself. I could not acknowledge it. I could not receive it. I I was numb. I was numb. I was empty. And then as that, those feelings progressed, I started to see things about myself that I didn't like. I was short tempered. I was angry. I was not present. I was rude. I was my unresolved pain was bleeding onto everyone that I loved. I was watching it bleed onto my closest friends. I was watching it bleed onto my team at work, um, in my business. I was watching it bleed onto my lack of showing up with my clients. It was bleeding across all avenues of my life. And now something that was a part of my life had become an umbrella over all of my life. To the point where I sat in a hotel room one night with a very intimate group of folks. And it just came to me clear as day. I literally heard like, I actually hate who I'm becoming. I hate who I'm becoming. 
And I don't know about you guys, but my mother taught me early on, don't use the word hate. It's a really strong word. So don't use it unless you mean it. And I said about myself that I hated myself. I hate who I was becoming. That. And it felt like such a relief to say it because it was real. It was so real. 90% of the time I was faking the funk. And in order for me to show up at that level, I was numb. I was so cold hearted. I could hardly be present with my son. And as if that wasn't enough, I was going to still try to keep going because my business was so busy. My wins were abundant. My bank account was cute. I was like, I'm going to keep going. And this was my breaking point. Here was the final breaking point. You guys, as adults with egos, we're masters at hiding things. Masters. And one morning I was rushing my son around, trying to get him off to school, probably being short-tempered with him, not present, trying to get him off to school. And he was just being slow, not crazy, but slow, um, giving me excuses, all type of things. And we got to school and I went to get him out of the car and I opened the door and I unbuckled his seatbelt. And my son did the wildest shit I've ever seen him do in the four, his four years of living. I unbuckled his seatbelt. He jumped out of the car, ran past me and ran down a busy street. I ran, I had on boots. I ran, caught him. And when I caught him, he was screaming, crying, scrambling. And I put him on the ground and I said, what is wrong? And he said, I'm so angry. And I was like, why are you so angry? And he said, I don't know, but I'm so angry. Well, knowing the things that I know about regulation, I was like, honey, if you're angry, do you want to throw something? Y'all don't laugh because I know most kids would have got a spanking. They were like, I said, do you want to throw something? Because we were in like an open parking lot. And he said, yes. Y'all, I gave this boy a rock and he threw it at my car. <laughs> and I picked him up and I drug him inside and he was bawling, crying. Like, just like the kid in him was losing it. And I was like, what's the matter? And he was just like, mommy, I'm just so angry and I'm so sad. And I was like, Cameron, what happened? And he was like, nothing. I'm just so sad. Like, he could not tell me he was just angry and he was sad. And it was like, it was an expression of like his body could no longer hold it in. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing to this kid? Like, I'm, I'm not that bad. I took him to school. I got him calmed down. I walked out. I sat in the car for a minute and like just kind of assessed the whole morning. And I was like, where did I go wrong? What happened? And I know toddlers can be toddlers. Trust me, I know. And I called my therapist and I said, hey, I just had the craziest thing happen. And I told her and I said, I, I'm just wondering like what what I like, did I not acknowledge him? Like, what did I go wrong? And she said to me something that I will never forget. It was so clear. She said, what do you mean? You don't recognize that? I said, what do you mean I don't recognize that? She's like, honey, that's you. And I was like, I'm not having a fit right now. She said, no, but the inner you is. If you were to express how you feel right now, would it not look exactly like that? Are you not angry? Are you not sad? Are you not hoarding and holding all of that in? And I was like, yes. And she was like, 
Your child knows. He can feel what you're suppressing. His external expression is the one that you've been carrying and hoarding from him, not processing in order for you to just carry this heavy weight. She was like, that's you. You don't recognize that? And I was like, I just started bawling. I was like, shit, that is me. That is me. That is where I'm at. That's how I feel. And I just don't even have enough time available to me to process it. And that was my breaking point. It was that day that I said, okay, I'm going to go home for Thanksgiving. And I think he ended up in the hospital after that with a fever. But I was like, I'm going to go home for Thanksgiving and I want to do something crazy. I want to shut my phone off. I want to be away. I don't know how else to give myself the time to process this. And, and there's no, there's no 100% guarantee. There's no PG to this. Like I could go do this, cut my phone off for five days. And what if I'm not better? But I have no options left because all I knew was what I said. I do not like who I'm becoming. And so I took a trip to the mountains, grabbed my mentor, a woman that raised me um, when I was young, and we took a trip to the Smoky Mountains. And it's so funny when you're wound up that tight because we were there for five days and it took me three to unwind. It took me three days to be fully present. I think we hiked in the mountains two days straight and I was there. I was there, but I could not unravel long enough to be present. And it was the last day that we were there. And my mentor planned a, what was like a four hour hike. It was like a total of seven miles. We had a lot, we had to walk all the way up to a cave and we, there was a river in the middle and you, there was rocks along the river and you could walk along. You could literally walk on the rocks in the river, the whole way up to the cave and walk down. And I remember being about two miles up and in the river and my mentor was like, hold on, I want to build something. And she started like co collecting all these rocks. And she's like, grab some rocks. I mean, this river was beautiful. It was full of rocks. And she's like, grab some. And she started building this like foundation of rocks. She was going to build like a tower so somebody could see it. She's like, grab more rocks. And I grabbed some rocks and I gave them to her. And as I was grabbing them, I don't know what the hell came over me, but I like grabbed a pile of rocks and I just turned around and I just started throwing them. And when I say throwing them, my mentor took a video of me throwing them. Like I was not skipping rocks. I was throwing them like baseball, full range, swings arm, throwing them. And then the more I did it, the harder I wanted to throw them. So I was like, like, and now my mentor is egging me on. She's like, pick up a bigger one. Like <laughs> I'm picking up bigger rocks, heavier rocks, and I'm tossing them as far as I can to the point where I'm willing to throw out my fucking shoulder to do so. And when, in whatever symbolic space I was in, that was it. That was it. The more I threw them, the more I cried. The more I exerted that energy, the more it moved. I'm crying just thinking about it because I know how powerful that moment was because it just led me to throwing until I couldn't throw anymore, until I got on my knees in the water and just let it all out. I was screaming. I was screaming in the middle of this creek. 
And my mentor just came up behind me and she was like, let it, let it go. Let it out. You've been carrying this weight for so long. Let it out. And I did. I sat there for an hour and a half screaming, crying, yelling, like I let it out. I let it all out. And here's the thing. After I kind of just like couldn't cry anymore, I gathered myself up. We went to the top of the mountain because we weren't all the way there yet. Not the top, but like to this cave, experienced the cave and then started walking back. And as we're walking back, I'm like numb, but like numb, like if you ever cried so much, you just, you have like nothing left. You're just like spent. And I'm just kind of like reflecting and I'm walking and I'm looking at the water, I'm looking at the creek, like the sun's perfectly positioned on the creek. It's shining. And I'm like, what am I so broken about? Like, what, what is this pain? Why does that hurt so bad? Like, like, I feel like this release is so heavy, like, but it's something I've known for so long. Why does it hurt so bad? And I just heard this shit loud and clear. And I wrote it down in my notes. I heard. You're not actually upset anymore about what actually happened or transpired this year. You are grieving the old version of you. She is leaving. She is dying. She is gone. And you are trying to hold on to her for dear life for no reason. Let her go. She has to die today. She is done. Grieve her, relieve her, and release her and be done. I cried just thinking about that because I knew, I knew that's what it was. I knew that everything else in my life was black and white. I knew that everything happening in my life was happening exactly the way it was supposed to be. So what was I so broken about? I was broken because this Jessica, seven years ago, she is literally this burnt me to the ground. This was the final say. This was, this was it. She's like dissipated. She's gone. She is gone. And whether some of the things that transpired this year, you know, pushed her away, but I have to let her go. And the reality is your transition, your transformation, it's been happening for a while now. This year just kicked it into full gear. But my transition began when I had my son. When I almost died in that hospital room, that's when my transition began. I've just been holding on to this Jessica for years, for years. And this year was the final cycle that said you have to let her go. And I'm going to put you through the hardest thing, the most painful thing I can ever put you through because you won't have a choice but to let her go. And the reason I need you to let her go is because she doesn't acknowledge her power. She doesn't believe in herself the way the new version of you will. She doesn't trust herself. She doesn't set boundaries. She's not as disciplined because she does not believe where you're going. 
But the new you, she does. She does. She embraces her power. Matter of fact, she embodies it. She knows it. She knows it's there. I needed to let that girl go because she was in my way. She was in my way. If there's anything I know about 2022, it's that I want to embrace myself, my body, my power, my experience, my traumas, my patterns, and myself fully. I want to embrace my confidence fully. Like, fuck being humble. I have a power. I am a powerhouse. When I walk in a room, I demand attention because I know my fucking value. The old Jessica was going to prevent me from doing that. Hands down. I had to grieve the loss of her because she had to go. Along with all the other things in my life that were attached to her. There's no other reason that your entire life has changed. And I'm, t- I'm talking about this to anyone that is experiencing this right now because I know I'm not the only one. Your entire life has changed in what feels like a matter of seconds, minutes, weeks, months. I've told you guys, I've had more change in my life in the last 10 months than I have in the last 10 years. My entire life has changed because God made space. God said anything or anyone that is attached to this old version of you can no longer exist. So just so you don't have the opportunity to cling to this woman anymore, I'm going to get rid of everyone that reminds you of her because you will rebuild her. You will acknowledge her. You will walk in her power and own her. But in order for you to do so, all the people that remind you of her, all the people that put you in a box, all the people that only need that version of her and won't accept this version of you, they got to go too. They got to go. And so I grieved the loss of her that day. I left her in the mountains. I left her in the mountains, y'all. And what's so interesting about the work, when we call it the work, right? The healing the deep, deep work. Everyone's going to tell you it's uncomfortable, but that shit is ugly. Like most of you that have ever done any of this work, there's a joke, you know, like you're going to do it, have an incredible moment of acknowledgement. And then the next day you're probably going to cry. Good luck for the next three. You'll probably be insanely like circumstantially depressed. Like you'll be like, why am I so, why am I discovering myself who I am in my trauma? And I'm freaking sad. Because you're cleansing, you're clearing this, you're releasing it. I left the mountains and I didn't know in that moment I left her up there. I grieved her. But I was like, God, please let this be the end because I'm exhausted. Let this be the end. And the next day I was so just like I was numb. I had nothing to say. I was very quiet. I felt very... um, Like I felt like I had kind of like overexpended myself. And I remember we had our drive home and we drove home for seven hours. And the whole ride. It was just kind of like the fog was slowly clearing. And it was just getting brighter. It was like the clouds got bluer, like the sky got bluer, the clouds got whiter, like 
I could kind of hear differently. I could see differently. Like I didn't receive immaculate peace or like my life opened up or the sun came out and it was like, ha ha. But it was just like slowly the fog was clearing. The, the shade, the veil was lifting. And I was like, oh, I have control of this. I came home. I immediately did a therapy session. The next day, in that therapy session, plus the mountains, I did a therapy session. And that night, it knocked me out. I was asleep by 8 o'clock. I went so deep with my therapist, two and a half hour session, that I was so drained that I couldn't even keep my eyes open. I passed out at 8 p.m. I slept all day, all the next day, woke up. And I promise, I don't know what I processed in those two days or in that week. But that was about a month ago. And ever since then, I feel so much peace. I feel like I'm becoming myself again, but like a way better version. I have my energy again. I am present again. I am, I'm feeling myself, y'all. I trust myself. It's like everything that I questioned about myself over the years is now like I'm seeing it and I'm starting to see everything in a completely different light. I am not taking my boundaries. I'm not playing with my boundaries. I'm not playing with anything that collapses my boundaries. Like I'm taking everything coming towards me to me very seriously. Any relationship, friendship that I had in my life that was draining me, I came back, I immediately cut it off. I blocked people for the first time in my life. Like I started blocking people left and right. Now I'm not one of those people that like goes crazy and just starts blocking folks for no reason. But there were people that I was like, yeah, every time I hang up with you, you drain me, block them. Instagram, every time I look at your stuff, I get upset, block them. Like I went on a like, you owe it to yourself going into 2020 to not feed yourself another damn thing that takes away from the woman you're becoming. Because what I won't ever do again is experience what I experienced in November was three years of work finally came to its head because you don't get to control your timing. That's one thing you don't get to control. Three years of work finally came to a head and I had to experience it from my numbest, darkest place of my soul. I didn't get to feel any of it. I didn't feel any of it. So. I say all of that to say success because I've had it now, y'all. Y'all have been on this journey with me and I've been telling you where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. And let me tell you, I'm just now scratching the surface. But success in my eyes, I've had it this year. I had it. It ran alongside my pain. I got out of the car, got in a two-seat Lamborghini, not literally, but my, I got in a car that was taking me on the greatest road to success. My pain sat in the car with me, shot, rode shotgun, and I got everything that I had ever prayed for tenfold. And it came at a time where I couldn't receive it because I was in such a, a place that required of me to release the pain and the anger that I was experiencing that I could not receive any of it. Like I just could not receive any of it. And so my message and my challenge to you is going into 2022, 
please, please, please know that you cannot win or work your way out of pain. All that defensiveness, comedy, laughing your way out of stuff, deflecting, hurting other people, projecting your pain, or I'm just going to win my way out or I'm going to show people that shit is temporary and it does nothing to fuel your soul. Absolutely nothing. Because the level of presence and peace I'm receiving and obtaining now, I could get less. It is less expensive. I could receive less success and I can gain more fulfillment from it now that I have released that pain and anger than I could a month ago when I was sitting on a pile of shit and winning and could not feel it. My greatest wins came in those moments and I could not feel it. I couldn't feel anything. And now my wins are less expensive. They're not as big going into the holiday season. And I am at more peace and and living in more presence and feel more powerful and more worthy than I ever have in a really long time because I was able to make the choice to feel the feelings and release the anger, do the work and feel the pain. So I don't know what you might be going through. I know the holiday seasons can be really, really hard. I saw a poll the other day that actually said that while everyone pretends like Christmas is beautiful, 50% of people really say that like they actually hate the holidays. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, I challenge you, work with someone, journal, like therapy, hypnosis, go somewhere, cut your fucking phone off. That was the key. It took me three days of cutting my phone off and getting off of Instagram to finally unravel what I was actually feeling and where it was coming from. Hire a professional, get someone to walk you through this and feel the pain because I heard Deanna said it on one of my podcast episodes. We don't like to feel pain. The minute we feel pain, we will literally run like we will project the pain elsewhere and do anything to make. We don't think we're supposed to feel it. We think we immediately need to fix ourselves the minute we feel pain. No, feel the pain, acknowledge it, give it a seat, welcome it, figure out why. And then figure out what you're going to do to release it and put these healing modalities in the correct order because you can manifest, you can rewire, you can do affirmations, you can read, you can heal, you can practice forgiveness all day. But until you release the anger, the pain and the shame that you're living in, you are just piling shit on top of shit. So guys, thank you so much for always being vulnerable with me, allowing me to open myself up completely to you. One thing that I am the most excited about is that I see her again. I see me and I want you to see you, not the clouded version, not the successful version, not the performance-based metrics version, just you for you. And know that all these temporary things, success, sometimes love, validation, likes, All these things, you cannot win, nor can you work your way out of pain. You don't get to skip through it. It's a process and you have to go directly through it. So thank you for letting me be me. Thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful and I'm sending you guys so much love. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, 
make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.